Hello and welcome back to Noah's Window. As we wrap up the week, uh, we're going to go back to the Old Testament, but this time to the book of Proverbs, chapter 18 and verse 17. And it says, the first to speak in court sounds right until the cross-examination begins. Mm. So you and I know, uh, well, anyone who's had much life experience knows, if there's some kind of a conflict or an issue, you can hear just one side of the story and you can be fully convinced that you're hearing the whole story, but then when you hear the other side, you might get a little more perspective. And this is good wisdom here, isn't it? Well, I think it's especially the case today because Mm -hmm. uh, first of all, the internet and then social media, uh, what it did is it sped everything up. In the old days when, let's just say a news story was gonna be released, there would be an investigation. You know, the journalists would investigate it. They would have to make sure that it was double or triple source, which would take time. But in our instant age, everybody's in a hurry to get the story out real fast. And I think it is a, it's a, a great problem in the culture at large. It's a problem even among Christianity that oftentimes a story will get out and it'll be believed as true. But then it's not the whole it's, story. It's not the whole story. In mm-hmm. fact, it, it, in fact, without the whole story, it's not the story. Right. Uh, but as you point out, uh, the text tells us that the first person you listen to can sound right until you mm-hmm. listen to the other story. And uh, I don't counsel anymore, but you know, I used to tell you this all the time. You know, uh, there'd be somebody who would come in, typically in a, in a marriage that was having trouble, and it might be the man or the woman, and and they would just tell me all the things that the other person was doing wrong and, and what they were doing right. And I would walk away and think, God, this is the greatest man in the world. His wife must be a holy terror. You know, this is the greatest woman in the world. Her husband maybe must, must be a total jerk. And then I would set up a meeting with the other person in the marriage and I would think, oh, this is the person who's really good. And the other person, you know, who told me the first story, that person is <laughs> at fault. And then I would always set up a meeting with both of them together. And what I discovered is there's three stories. (laughs) And, you know, there was the first story, the second story, and typically, not always, but typically the third story was the one that was closest to the truth. And and I think to some degree, when each person was telling me their story, they they might have passed a polygraph test. It's just how they saw it from their perspective. You know, they're rehearsing the situations that favored them, Mm -hmm. you know, and they're telling me the stories that didn't favor the other person. Which, you know, of course, this is a really hot topic in this, in our world today, but that would go back to the wisdom of the Old Old Testament, and you realize if you can control the narrative and only tell one part of a story, then you can convince people of something without giving them the whole story. Well, I think um, just at this particular point of our Noah's window, it's important to recognize that we're really talking about this cultural issue and we're also talking about it in our lives Mm -hmm. because uh, culturally I I think it's really hard to even hear the truth anymore I mean I've I've always been a newspaper junkie you know I've been a a magazine you know news magazine junkie and when I was a kid I would read through I get the copy of Newsweek and US News and World Report and I read it cover to cover instantly I've, I've always loved news but today I just don't even know what's plausible. In fact, I'm not. I'm not all that comfortable with a lot of news, even from Christian sites, mm-hmm. because of this rush to rush to get the story out. That's something we can't control. I do think we need to we need to think about that right. because we need, we need to, to think about the messaging mm-hmm. that we're hearing. Right. Uh, but I think it's also important to think about it individually in our own lives, uh, to because we're we're going to be in a, we're going to be in situations with our wives, husbands, kids, friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, fellow believers 
there are two words that jump off the page to me when I think about this verse. And those are the words, slow down, slow down. Slow mm-hmm. down. Don't be in a hurry mm-hmm. to come to a conclusion. Well, and I know just even in the in the leadership role that I have in working with people, I can't tell you how many times, let's just say in the last six months, I've had someone come to me with a situation and they present the scenario to me and they're really concerned, but it involves other people. And then when I get the other people in the room, what I find out is just a total misunderstanding. Yeah, that's often the case. Right. So I think here, listening well, slowing down and listening well and listening to the different points of view will help us to arrive in, at the truth and help us to find resolutions. And, and we need to be slow to post <laughs> yes, and, and, and slow to talk. I mean, mm-hmm. when I was a little kid, my parents tried, uh, tried to talk to me about this because they understood that being a kid in a church, I was going to overhear situations and stories. And, and they really warned me about talking too much. Mm-hmm. I think for this very reason because that story would evolve over time, you know, Mm -hmm. as my parents were getting the information, but they would know that I would hear it. So I remember one time, my dad setting me down and said, Mark, you really need to be careful about what you say about anybody else. You may think you're right, but if you find out that you're wrong, you can't unsay it. In fact, he taught me the same thing when he taught me how to handle firearms. He said, you can't unfire a bullet. But I remember the story that my dad told me when I was a kid, and here I am 65, and that story still sounds fresh. In those days, um, all, all pillows were pretty well feather pillows. And mm-hmm. there was a person who was prone to gossip and, and a friend took her outside in the wind with a pillow and ripped open that pillow and the feathers flew everywhere. And the friend said, uh, now see if you can go pick up all these feathers. And of course there was no way that she could. And that's what dad told me, he said, son, if you tell something that turns out not to be true, that hurts somebody else, you'll feel bad about it and you'll go and ask forgiveness, but you can't gather up Mm-mm. all the feathers of where that story's gone. That's true. So a lot, a lot of cautions for us in this that verse sure in Proverbs. Yeah. To slow down. Right. And I think that's one of the challenges that we face also too uh, in, the, in, the, in, in the age of social media and in the age of uh, the internet we're part of communities, not necessarily physical communities where we actually gather together in the room, but online we're part of communities. And sometimes our friends can stir us up mm-hmm. to react. Mm-hmm. And, and we need to have the wisdom and the courage even to say to good friends, hey, before, before you say something about this, you need to find out if it's really true. And get the whole story. Get the whole get story. Get the whole story. Yeah, that's true. Well, I think that's an, uh, something for us to think about. Mark, would you leave us in prayer? Father, help us to remember that you are the one who is the holder of all truth and that we need to uh, look at you as the great repository, the great bank of truth, not ourselves, but especially, Lord, as we deal with issues and problems with people around us. Lord, help us to be slow uh, to react, to be quick to hear as the Bible teaches us, but slow to react and slow to judgment. Uh, Help us to remember that if we're late to making a judgment, it's way better than being too early and jumping the gun and believing and saying things that turn out not to be true. So I pray for all of us, help us to absorb the wisdom of this great text from your word and help us your children in these difficult, difficult days. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen, and now we're getting ready to go into the weekend. Well, we're looking forward to a great weekend at New Spring. God willing, I'll be bringing the message, the Jesus Seeds Part Two. And it's been a while since I've had the opportunity to preach 
part one because you know I was in Mexico and, mm -hmm. and uh, Dr. Lowry preached and and then we had the Fourth of July weekend. So uh, you know, it's I can't wait to get back. And this is a very very important message. So God willing, uh, we'll see you this weekend in New Spring. Whether online or in person, we'll look forward to seeing you. And then, uh, Lord willing, we'll see you again next week here on Noah's Window. That's so, right. Yeah. And one more time, Mary Alice and I love hearing from you. Yes. You know, we get together and we, we read the scriptures and we see what you have to say. And oftentimes you share something with us that inspires us or, Absolutely. or, or that, that we learn something. So. And I appreciate your patience if you're dropping comments in on YouTube. I kind of got behind, but I think I'm just about caught up again. But we do love to hear from you and appreciate all your comments and we we'll do. pray with you. We've had several prayer requests that have come through, so we'd love to hear from you. So I've, I've said this so many times, we feel like you're our next door neighbors. <laughs> Absolutely, you're such a blessing. Well, God bless, we'll see you soon. See you soon.